Have you ever longed for a five-star sleeping experience right in your own bedroom? Hey, it's Bill Bennett. I want you to discover the secret to luxurious sleep with Cozy Earth's Bamboo Sheet Set. It was endorsed as one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018. Now, uh, please excuse the superlatives, but they're deserved. Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding is a game changer. Our bedroom now feels like a lavish retreat with Cozy Earth's comprehensive collection. It's not just sheets, folks. It's also pillows and blankets. And each night that you lie on these is a kind of regal invite into a kind of kingdom of comfort. See the superlatives? One almost feels wrapped in style every night, making each sleep a five-star experience. Mrs. Bennett Elaine agrees as well. The comfort of Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced bedding is, in our experience, unparalleled. It's a blend of classic charm and modern luxury. So don't just sleep. Indulge in a realm of comfort with Cozy Earth's premium bedding collection. Now here's a special treat. Cozy Earth is offering an exclusive discount for my listeners today. Get up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code Bill Bennett. At CozyEarth.com. That's discount code Bill Bennett. Please come explore CozyEarth.com for the latest in betting and use the code Bill Bennett. Welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. Hey, I'm Claude Jennings, not Bill. Although Bill will be coming up in a few moments. Uh, so on today's show, Bill and I had a discussion about the uh, Ivy League faculty. Uh, you remember uh, last week, um, the faculty from uh, the University of Pennsylvania, uh, also from Harvard and MIT testified in front of of Congress and man, their comments. Well, I will say their lack of comments regarding um, uh, hate speech and, and threatening of Jews on their college campuses, whether that uh, classifies as hate speech. And they didn't want to answer those questions. They dodged them, even use the term. Well, hate speech or talking about getting rid of Jews and eradicating the Jews in context could be seen. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Like, if you say, <laughs> what do you mean? They're giving you the context. But anyway, um, Bill shared his thoughts on that. So we're going to get uh, those comments. And then also he was on America's Newsroom this week and he continued to share his thoughts on that. So things have like developed a little bit since we recorded this. And so like like uh, the president of the University of Pennsylvania uh, had uh, resigned uh, since we recorded this show. So we don't mention that here. Uh, but Bill does mention that on his uh, Fox hit on an America's newsroom. So um, we're going to do uh, Bill's thoughts on this whole situation. Uh, then we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with Bill on America's newsroom uh, to wrap things up. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. Show. All right, folks, what you're about to hear is a testimony of three university presidents, MIT, University of Pennsylvania, and Harvard. The congressional hearing had several people speaking, but the main interrogator here was Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, who represents uh, a rural part of New York, is herself, interestingly, a graduate of Harvard. Uh, so uh, you will see in what follows how these three presidents are trying to dodge the question. Here we go. Dr. Kornbluth, does M- at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? 
calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated of, as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or no. becomes, if the speech becomes conduct... It can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard... Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of antisemitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct, and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Now, this is all very interesting for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it's now a couple of days since that testimony as we are uh, recording this session. And uh, two of the presidents, president of uh, Pennsylvania and the president of Harvard, issued clarifying statements, uh-huh. which were somewhat tougher. They blew it in the uh, in the hearing, and no good reason to blow it. Why couldn't they say calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's code of conduct? And the answer we got here was uh, depends on the context. <laughs> right. <laughs> What context would you like to eliminate all the Jews? That yeah. Was on a- yeah, under what context? 
Now, first of all, that's right. It's ridiculous in its own terms. But supposing we did this, there was a group roaming campus saying, all right, um, let's get rid of Muslims. Send Muslims back to the Middle East. Get them out of the school here. Eliminate the Muslims. Or you were doing it for, as you said, what? Uh, oh, yeah. Gay, gay, gays, lesbians, trans, uh, trans, trans. Yeah. Right, right, right. A plus, I think it's the. How long would that last on campus? It wouldn't even get started. I mean, they'd be stopped in their tracks. Mm-hmm. They'd be brought up on uh, hate speech and they'd be expelled, I expect, instantly, uh, as they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going through the uh, Harvard regs regulations. And I'd like to read part of this paragraph about the Harvard University Police Department. The HUPD, Harvard University Police Department, is committed to protecting the state and federal civil rights of all individuals. The HUPD stands ready to assist any member of the Harvard community who experiences a bias-related incident. Any acts or threats of violence, property damage, harassment, intimidation, goodness, <laughs> or other crimes designed to infringe upon a person's civil rights will be give, will be treated seriously and given high priority. The HUPD will use every necessary resource to identify the perpetrators rapidly and decisively and to arrest and prosecute them while taking into account the victim's desire on how to proceed. So that makes pretty plain under Harvard rules that uh, people who do this uh, engage in bias-related incidents will be arrested and treated decisively. Now, uh, these bias-related incidents, would you say, Claude? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it is, right? Yeah. I mean, what what is going on here? Now, I got a few theories. One, uh, the Hamas, pro-Hamas faction on campus is very strong and these presidents are afraid to death of it and so they don't want to go after them huh maybe 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 two this shows sorry two this shows the poverty the intellectual and moral poverty of the leadership of these quote elite close quote institutions that's closer i think that's closer Three, is this is this is this a moment America's been waiting for? Shame of the universities. This is a great moment of shaming, self-shaming the universities. Now let me tell you the rot that has taken hold in higher ed is partly responsible for the rot throughout our educational system. When the colleges and the elite colleges in the lead stops requiring standards for admission like ability to read and write and count and think and speak correctly. Schools stopped and abandoned those matters as well. What they do at the top affects what happens at the middle and what happens at the bottom. And in another way, too, not just in terms of their requirements and their expectations, but their behaviors so that you now get the schools and the middle schools and the high schools, teachers mimicking these college presidents. And we see some of this going on in America today. We see some anti-Semitic stuff going on in the schools, not just the colleges, but in the schools. And people are at a loss as to what to do. If they take a side, it seems more likely they'll take the side of Hamas. What the H is going on here? 
really, what the hell is going on here? Claude, how how do you talk about it? What what do you say? Well, one of the things that stood out to me was when you hear uh, these um, ladies, uh, you know, being asked this question, it's the painstakingly way that they dodged answer. Like there was so much care in trying to craft an answer to not answer the question. When honestly, I mean, you, you talk about how the LGBTQA plus community is so protected on universities and, and, and other groups that if you were to see a transgender woman and actually didently call, quote unquote, her, sir, that there's no, there's, there's clarity about what would happen with you and, and, and how you're yeah. wrong and you're transphobic. It's not, there's no nuance to the language regarding what you are. But so much nuance in in in, in this and in in with, with this and then even with this. Well, it depends on the context. It's amazing that there's context with this and there's it, is, it depends on the situation. But in other situations, there is no context. It doesn't it doesn't depend. Yeah. It, 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 and 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 I think we I, I may have mentioned this on shows previously. The universities love to find a group that whether it's whether it's real or imagined or whether it's just drummed up that's oppressed and it's always america america western civilization it's that's what's oppressing everybody and so and israel is under that banner of the oppressor and so it doesn't matter that there was a music festival and <clears throat> women were raped repeatedly and, and and children killed and there was this big ambush that doesn't matter uh, what matters is, is that Israel is oppressing uh, the people in Gaza and they shouldn't be attacking Hamas. No matter what the truth of the situation is, it's perceived or at least pitched that way. And that's what they do. And now these now these, you know, up higher ups in the universities, they created this. And, and, and what's interesting to me is, is that it's funny how the correction is not as loud as the first ridiculous statements. It's easy to say something and try to walk that line to not offend, you know, the people that you're trying not to offend, but then go back and kind of quietly issue a clarification. Um, the, the clarification needs to be just as loud as the offense, I think. Um, but they would never, they would never do that. I mean, what other context could you give when it comes to the LGBT plus stuff? If there's a someone who looks like a man, but is dressing like a woman, and I refer to that as a man because it's obvious, that's context. Look, look at him or her. And so when I use a pronoun, because I don't know what to call you, there's no context given. Uh, but here there's a crop of context. It's just the way that they just so carefully tried to craft everything that that really rubbed me the wrong way as well. Yeah. Why couldn't they look a blatant eye, a blatant horror in the in the face and call it such? And by the there way, it was, there that, it was right in front of them. Why couldn't they call it such? And it makes everything else that they, you know, stand for, uh, you know, some, uh, uh, you know, these liberal higher ups at the universities, it, it, it makes the argument for almost anything else they stand for. A simple answer would be, yes, we are against uh, uh, the, the any kind of speech that talks about wiping Jews off the face of the earth the same way we're against any speech that does that for LGBTQA plus or for Muslims and all the other protected people that, well, the people they try to protect, like it just include them in it. You know, I thought it was about inclusion. Like we are against that for any group of people. It doesn't matter who it is. We're against that type of speech. It's hate speech. But, but, but to craft this nuanced language that doesn't answer the question, it, it doesn't, it, it clearly shows, um, that it has, 
And I'm not even sure if these ladies even believe that stuff. I think they're just saying it because they they almost have to. How are they going to go back to their universities um, in peace without a protest in front of their office if if they say something as controversial as I don't think we should allow people to 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 um, to chant, you know, uh, uh, to have these chants of, of eradicating Jews off the earth. Oh, that's too controversial. They couldn't go back to the school with that, and so they've got to do this nuanced stuff and then issue an apology. Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, very odd, very strange. Now, let me give you a thought experiment, Claude, okay? Mm-hmm. You're a parent who's been saving your money, uh, and you've employed uh, other relatives to save their money because you've got a very bright child who scores very well and has very high ambitions and wants to go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. He applies for early admission. The early admission letter comes, came last week. And lo and behold, he has got early admission to Harvard. Check that out. And then you just heard this whole thing on this podcast. You heard, watched this thing on television. What do you do if your ticket's been punched and you're going to be welcomed into that club? Do you, as an American parent, still send them? That's a great question. I mean, if you do still send them, I mean, I think you have to sit them down. You have to talk to them. You've got to let them, you've got to, you've got to see where their mind is. You've got to uh, show them this stuff. I think you've got to, you've got to, you've got to talk to them or you, or you take your dollars elsewhere. And there are plenty of other um, alternatives that you you can, you know, send uh, where you can send your child. Uh, but I, I, I think you have to have a discussion, but, but, but what was a slam dunk before is not a slam dunk now. I'm not sure if anyone's happy now. Uh, well, let me paraphrase. Outside of individuals who line up with this liberal elitist university mindset, I don't think there's anyone that's super excited to send their kids to Ivy League schools and, and, and even the Stanford's and stuff anymore. Um, and I wonder when did that change? I mean, there was a part, there was a time um, where you know, Democrats and liberals were the blue collar. They were the ones who, oh, the Republicans, so elite, the rich elite, they just want to hold you down. But now it's totally opposite. Is it not with the Democrats and these super progressive liberals that you're uneducated and ridiculous if you, you know, uh, think a certain way? Um, and it, and it's pervasive on the, on the campus. I mean, you've talked about it. Well, with some exceptions, you've Mm -hmm. seen a few of these, uh, trustees, uh, withdraw. Uh, or quit the boards, and mm-hmm. some have withdrawn their funding. A couple of Jewish trustees withdrawn their funding. Do so. Large Jewish population, by the way, at, at Harvard. Sure. I think maybe even larger at Penn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that I don't understand why this isn't obvious to them mm-hmm. what to do and what the answer is. But, you know, I, I just wonder my question. I, I think I'm afraid the answer is I think 95 percent of the cases are going to say, yep, we're, we're going to go. We're going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a talk with them, but we're going to go. Mm-hmm. I think that talk, by the way, is a nice idea, but it's it's pretty slim um, pickings compared to what they're going to encounter for four years up there. You know, they're going to have to write papers for liberal uh, papers for liberal professors. And write them so that uh, they come out the way the liberal professor wants them to come out rather than, you know, their own opinion in case they're, God forbid, conservative, for example. I've I've had this conversation a number of times. People come and seek my advice at colleges and 
they asked me to write letters of recommendation to the Ivy League, and I say, uh, no, no, I won't help your child. <laughs> but conversation then turns to, I say, well, what are they being indoctrinated to? And they're being indoctrinated to all this standard liberal claptrap, okay? Right. And and then the mother or the father shakes their head and said, we just, we just don't know what to do about it. And you know what I say? What's that? Don't write the check. Mm-hmm. I don't think my advice has been taken in any case. Wow. Because they want that advantage. They want that degree. They want that diploma. Uh, somebody's going to call in and say, hey, I understand your two boys went to Princeton. Yes, they did. Uh, they got in because uh, they, you know, their scores were decent and uh, grades were very good. Uh, and, and scores were even better than pretty good. They were They were quite good. Probably got in because their athletic prowess. All American lacrosse player, one son, the other son, big six foot six, two hundred and seventy pound football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helped. It certainly helped. They also navigated uh, their own uh, courses at uh, Princeton, so that they had uh, little of uh, this kind of liberal stuff. There's conservative. There's a pretty good conservative presence on campus there with Robbie George and some other people. And uh, they took courses where they would avoid a lot of political grandstanding. So, uh, but yeah, they, 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 they went, they went to that school and they heard this stuff. And I remember my boys calling me and saying, Hey dad, I heard uh, another professor call you terrible names today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're, you know, they're tough skinned. They, they survived it. Right. But I don't know. I don't know if this comes as a great revelation. It comes as a great revelation. Question is, does it come as a great revelation, which will change anything, change anybody's behavior? And don't make the mistake of thinking this doesn't have to do with the decline in math scores and everything else. This is the deterioration. This is the, you know, if you don't have a standard, if you can't appeal to a standard that suggests calling for the eradication of the Jews, uh, is is a horrible thing, which should not be allowed on campus. Um, genocide of Jews is, uh, you know, out of bounds, put it mildly. How can you maintain standards in about anything else? And in higher ed, there's trickle down. And it trickles down to middle ed and high school ed and elementary ed. And this is part of the reason of the corruption of the whole system. Sorry to say it. Listen, we've got skyrocketing inflation. Over $33 trillion in debt, that's trillion with a T, war in Ukraine, and now war in Israel. How much worse can it get under this leadership? That's why thousands of hardworking Americans are diversifying their savings with precious metals like gold and silver. I personally bought some precious metals, and I got them from the top-rated company, Gold Co. Gold Co. has helped countless Americans like you and me place over $2.5 billion in gold and silver. They're rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. They've earned over 5,000 five-star reviews. They're a seven-time Inc. 5,000 winner. And that's just a few of their accomplishments. Right now, for listeners of this show, Gold Co. is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver. 
That's right, $10,000 worth of silver, but only while supplies last. Go to goldco.com slash bill to learn more. That's goldco.com slash bill. G-O-L-D-C-O dot com slash bill. Diversify your savings with gold and silver before it's too late. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. All right, Sandra, let's bring in Bill Bennett, former education secretary in the Reagan administration and a Fox News contributor. And we should point out a graduate of Harvard. Bill, it's good of you to be with us. I want to ask you about this resolution. It was sponsored by Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, Steve Scalise, Josh Gottheimer and Jared Moskowitz. It calls for the firing of both Claudine Gay and Sally Kornbluth. Obviously, it carries no weight in terms of what these uh, colleges do. But the bipartisan nature of it is very interesting. Yeah, it is bipartisan. And that is unusual, uh, as uh, as you note. I'm not really in favor of uh, government intruding into the affairs of these universities. However, this one touches on international politics, war, uh, the decline of the West, civilization, uh, various large topics. But, you know, it should be the people at Harvard who figure this out. Now we have a majority of faculty, it appears, who are voting to keep Claudine Gay uh, as president. Harvard used to be a very distinguished place. Uh, it's not anymore. Wow. And as an, as an alum, uh, that's a big statement to make. The University of Pennsylvania uh, forced Liz McGill yeah. to resign. And, and yeah. I think a lot of that came after megadonor Ross Stevens said, I'm going to pull my $100 million right. donation to the school unless she is gone. Uh, Bill Ackman, who is a Harvard alum, is saying similar things. Though I don't think he's threatening to pull... 100 million. I don't think he's got that in it. But uh, Harvard staff and faculty are pushing back against Ackman. Harvard law professor Ben Adelson told The New York Times that Ackman is, quote, an interloper, saying we can't function as a university if we're answerable to random rich guys and the mobs that they mobilize on Twitter. It's, it's interesting to see that UPenn appeared to capitulate right. to Ross Stevens, but they're saying to Ackman, go pound sand. We know better than you. Graduates are not interlopers. They're the heart and soul of the university, <laughs> along with the faculty, which has disgraced itself. You know, this same university was punishing people for the wrong pronouns. Mm-hmm. The Harvard uh, hockey coach, women's hockey coach, uh, may not last because at a uh, after a game, she said, you know, the problem with this team is too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Well, my goodness, how offensive could that be? My football coach said much worse things to me. Uh, so that is an offensive comment. But intifada running around campus, uh, banners and flags, no. Um, uh, this is the way uh, the West commits suicide. Uh, and the ambiguity, by the way, uh, of this country uh, and our president vis-a-vis Israel, you know, end this war, end this war. Uh, we didn't hear that in World War II. Uh, we just said, do it right, finish it, and finish it once and for all. Not be careful uh, and don't touch any uh, any civilians. Well, these the, the, are these are problems. Again, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, just, I, just I was to just going to say, yeah, the, university, the universities used to universities used to have the high ground. You know, Teddy Roosevelt was president, and Charles Eliot was president of Harvard. Roosevelt would call Harvard's president, Charles Eliot. And the uh, secretary to Elliot would say, hold on, Mr. Roosevelt. 
the president will speak to you now. That's what Harvard used to mean. It ain't that anymore. Yeah, some people say it's Shame. come a long way down since then. Bill Bennett, good to talk and to you. And it accounts so for much. a lot of the decline in our schools. Yeah. Declines well, for a lot of our, accounts for a lot of the decline in our schools, too. Some, something that we're watching Sorry. closely. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, that does it for today's show. You can email the show, podcast at gmail.com. We're going to get together, Bill and I, uh, probably tomorrow, and we're going to do another show. We're going to read some emails, so get those emails in, podcast at gmail.com, and we'll check in next week.